This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's 12.03, Monday afternoon, President's Day, February 20th. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. I'm Rob Hart. Markets are closed today for the President's Day holiday. They will reopen tomorrow. A top trade show is set for a Chicago run early next month. We'll learn more in our next segment. But right now, it's President's Day, a major occasion for the retail sector, especially autos and furniture. We're joined by Will Harris, president of Darwin Furniture and Mattress, 154th and LaGrange Road, near the Orland Square Shopping Center in Orland Park. Will, thanks for joining us this afternoon on the Noon Business Hour. Now, this has been a question that uh, has been on the top of my mind for a very long time, is what is so special about President's Day in the retail sector? are there? Why are there so many sales? Is this to do with uh, with your inventory cycle? Or was it? did we not know that uh, George Washington had a, a lifelong love of saving money on furniture? <laughs> well, you're right about George Washington. It, it was originally, you know, celebrated as uh, Washington's birthday. Uh, but uh, about 60 years ago, in the, in the early to mid-1960s, uh, the Boston Globe had a deal uh, for furniture uh, retailers in the Boston area for a whole weekend event. And uh, the three big players back in those days took advantage of that deal. Remember, years ago, the newspaper was the only medium. And so uh, that was the original start of President's Day that uh, we sort of celebrate today as a full weekend uh, furniture selling event, furniture and mattress selling event. So Boston, uh, not only the uh, cradle of liberty, but the uh, cradle of President's Day sales, too. (laughs) <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> yeah. But this is also probably a, a well-timed occasion inside of every retail operations inventory cycle because you're off the holiday period and it's a good a time as any to burn off any excess inventory before you pivot to spring and summer. Yeah, yes, you're right. And I think it's also a way of having, you know, one of the first uh, big launches of the year. We're in the fashion business here, in the furniture business, uh, and then also on the mattress side, the technology business especially. So uh, this is uh, oftentimes, you know, when we have our new latest and greatest models in for the year uh, that we can put out at a big event as well. And uh, it's not just furniture. It's not just fashion. As you mentioned, mattresses, consumer electronics, home appliances, home improvement, furniture, cookware, auto dealers, all part of the uh, President's Day weekend sale action. Another part I would imagine, though, is you've you've you have enough distance now from the holiday season that people have had time to pay all of their bills from December and January and save up to the extent that they can and assess their needs for the rest of the year and start to shop. Maybe they actually do need uh, a big ticket electronic item or a piece of furniture that uh, they thought they didn't necessarily need on January 1st, but 
come February 20th, it makes sense. You know, I'm one of those people. This is the time of year where I also make sort of some of those big purchases for the year. It's also, you know, going back to the sort of the, the founding moment. It's also when a lot of people are starting to get their tax money back as well. So they have this is the time where they're sort of planning and they have they have some extra funds uh, to put for uh, a big sale like the one we're having here at Darwin. And on top of that, it's just a good breakup of the winter blahs. I mean, the holidays are over and uh, the Super Bowl is over and there's nothing really to look forward to, at least if you you orient your year around the sports calendar. There's nothing to look forward to until the NCAA tournament. So this is your opportunity to kind of break up that winter malaise with something fun. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And not only that, uh, today is a wonderful day to be out and about. It's a wonderful day to drive, but it's not a day that you'll be on the beach or working in the lawn. This is a, a great day to shop. Will Harris, president of Darwin Furniture and Mattress, 154th and LaGrange Road in Orland Park, right by the Orland Square Shopping Center, giving us the history of the President's Day sale and the business methodology behind it. Coming up, a look at trends for the upcoming International Housewares Show. Information to make cash and save cash. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. The Inspired Home Show is a trade event for the housewares industry. It takes place March 4th through the 7th at McCormick Place. Let's talk about what's hot this year with Liana Salama, who is a chief trends expert with the International Houseware Association's Inspired Home Show based in Chicago. Liana, thanks for joining us today. A couple of years ago, and just, just to set the scene here for the International Houseware Show, the auto show is wrapping up this week. And of course, that one's over to the public. There's a black tie ball to kick it off. You're supposed to go there for a week, drive some electric cars, take a picture of you behind the wheel. They want you to get in the mood to buy a car. The houseware show is very, very different because as I remember a couple of years ago when I went to cover it, you had to sign all of these forms and uh, have many layers of identification because this is the latest and greatest in technology and the people who run this show are very concerned about industrial espionage because this is brand new stuff and in some cases proprietary technology. Absolutely. A lot of the things that are shown at the Inspired Home Show are things that are still in prototype mode that aren't even available widely yet. So um, the exhibitors, our members who come in to show off their new innovations and their new ideas are are certainly protective of them. Um, But that being said, it's a great opportunity for the retailers who are going to stock these products to get in see what's new, and think about what's going to be on their shelves in the next year. I I can't tell you how many items I saw on display at the housewares show at McCormick Place circa 2010 and 2011 Mm -hmm. that eventually became standard in households. And I said, oh, I saw that at the housewares show. Uh, Different variations on the Roomba, the uh, charging Mm -hmm. strip for your cell phones and other electronic devices. This was, as you mentioned, these were all prototypes on display at McCormick Place. So if if the future really is now, what are some of the uh, high-tech items uh, that are on display in Chicago that we could see in your living room or your kitchen three years from now? Yeah, well, certainly from a tech standpoint, you know, the smart home phenomenon continues to grow. And I see companies getting more and more sophisticated about how they're trying to bring more automation and convenience into people's lives. Um, you know, after a couple of years of, you know, being at home and maybe we had too much time on our hands for a while, 
we're certainly back to that kind of hectic, overscheduled lifestyle that requires us to, to find ways to, to cut time and, you know, still have, you know, the same kind of quality time with our family and at home, but maybe, you know, do it a little quicker with a little less, uh, you know, scheduling in place. So certainly the smart home phenomenon is alive and well at our show. What are, what are some things that are out now that were inspired by social distancing, but also encourage people getting together? Well, I mean, I think one of the things we are seeing is that people are regathering again. You know, entertaining at home is a, a big, big trend that we're seeing coming up in this next year. People have spent the last couple of years, um, you know, perfecting new techniques, all kinds of new cooking and baking and mixology. And certainly the housewares industry has responded by creating some really cool tools um, that you can use to enhance some of these at-home skills. But now it's time to have your friends back over and really kind of show off these skills that you've picked up. So everything from different kinds of, like I said, mixology sets to, you know, different communal eating types of things. You see everything about butterboards that are out there. People are doing lots of interesting plays on those with hummus and charcuterie and all kinds of other, you know, entertaining and communal eating types of things. And then very quickly, and then the subject of, of, of people gathering once again, uh, what's it like to have a, a, an old-fashioned, and when I say old-fashioned, 2019-style <laughs> gathering at McCormick Place? It's just the best. I mean, we had our first, uh, you know, reunion, if you will, last March in 22. And it was just such a joy to be together with the industry again. And this year promises to be, you know, much bigger. A lot more folks who are still nervous in 2022 are going to be back in 2023. So it it feels really, really good to kind of get back to business in an in-person way. Liana Salama, Chief Trends Expert with the International Houseware Association's Inspired Home Show 2023. It's coming to McCormick Place in March. Coming up next, a preview of the economic week ahead. Compounding your interest with an economy of words. This is the WBBM Noon Business Hour. The business week kicks back into gear tomorrow in the coming days, including key reports on home sales and economic output. We'll also see the release of the minutes from the most recent meeting of the Fed. Let's get a preview from Tom Hudson, week ahead columnist with the McClatchy Tribune News Service based in Miami. Tom, thanks for joining Joining us today, the Fed minutes are coming out this week from the most recent meeting. But as we discussed at 10:20 this morning, uh, thanks to some recent developments, the uh, discussions inside those Fed minutes may no longer be operable. They may be just a little bit dated because the Federal Reserve has said for a long, long time, Rob, that it is data dependent, and the data continues to come in that shows. That inflation still remains healthy. Now, it has slowed down, certainly, from the summertime when it was running at about a 9% clip year over year. It's down around 6% or so, but still uncomfortably high for so many of us, and certainly way uh, overextended for the Federal Reserve. And that's why, since this last Federal Reserve meeting weeks ago, other Federal Reserve uh, uh, officials, particularly regional bank presidents, have come out to kind of recalibrate the market and market expectations the Fed remains on watch. It is going to continue to raise interest rates, perhaps a little bit more than what the market was expecting just a few weeks ago. Yeah, last week you can definitely hear the uh, hawks sharpening their talons, uh, talking <laughs> about the uh, potential for uh, higher interest rate hikes uh, based on the information that came out last week. We do have some economic data coming out on Friday, and that is the uh, personal income and spending data, and that also includes the uh, core personal Consumption Expenditure Index, which is uh, the Fed's preferred inflation gauge. What can we expect? 
Yeah, this is going to be key for shaping the Federal Reserve's expectations and perhaps most importantly for your audience, right, the expectations of the market about how high is the Federal Reserve likely to go just this spring and summertime. I think we can expect very similar kind of tone that we saw in the consumer price index, perhaps a little bit uh, less in terms of the uh, quantity of inflation. But so it's going to show it's cooling, yes, still remains uncomfortably high, maybe even ticked up in the past month uh, because of energy prices particularly. And so signaling that the Federal Reserve is not done yet. It is not finished raising interest rates. I think the market is going to actively recalibrate what it expects its terminal rate or the final highest rate that the Federal Reserve is likely to go with its Fed funds futures uh, with its Fed funds uh, this tightening cycle. We did have that surprising report on retail sales for January. This week, the big retailers report their fourth quarter earnings. Another uh, temperature check on the state of the yep. American consumer, even though this one uh, uh, looks a little further into the past compared to January of 23. Yeah, it does. But it's Walmart, the largest retailer in Home Depot, it's big home improvement. So you're really seeing a lot of cross currents here when it comes to uh, uh, inflation of goods, how are, how are stores responding to the continuation of inflation, how are consumers responding in terms of paying for it, and also when it comes to Home Depot, particularly kind of that, that insight into the housing market. Uh, we know supplies are tight. We know mortgage rates uh, continue to be much higher than what folks were comfortable with just a few years ago. Are people investing in their homes? Are our, our, our home building uh, activities beginning to warm up as uh, as the spring continues in the uh, northern part of the U.S. And on, on the subject of uh, the of the housing market, existing home sales out tomorrow. There was there was a sign of a thaw in the uh, mm-hmm. housing market, just because there was a little bit of easing when it came to uh, mortgage rates. What can we expect uh, based on that uh, little hint of a thaw? I think it probably urged some buyers to act now uh, for fear of missing out on an interest rate with a 6% as opposed to maybe something that could climb up into the 7% range. I think the key to watch here, particularly as the springtime comes, uh, for uh, home sellers, are they coming to market now with any kind of scale? We saw you know, home prices have been buoyed certainly by low interest rates in years past, but also by a very, very tight supply. Are home sellers now feeling more comfortable that they want to take advantage of some of these high prices? And that could cool the inflation of shelter, the inflation of housing that we've seen. Tom Hudson, Week Ahead columnist with the McClatchy Tribune News Service based in Miami. Thank you for joining us this afternoon. Still ahead, a couple of investment ideas from our Monday stock pick. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Chicago's news, traffic, and weather station, News Radio 105.9. 
The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon. I'm Rob Hart. These are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. President Biden promises more assistance to Ukraine during a surprise stop in Kiev. Well wishes and prayers being directed to Plains, Georgia, where former President Jimmy Carter is now in hospice. Iconic investor Warren Buffett is expected to issue his annual letter this week. The hit stock picker Monday will get a pair of suggestions from a money pro. WBBM Business, the markets are closed for the President's Day holiday. We have 42 degrees right now in Chicago under cloudy skies. Going up to 48 today, cloudy, a mixture of sunshine and clouds, but still a, a mild day for February. It's 1231, topping our news at the half hour. President Biden made an unannounced visit to Ukraine today, traveling to Kiev to meet with his counterpart, Vladimir Zelensky. While there, he promised more assistance from the U.S. The details from CBS News Correspondent Cammy McCormick. The Pentagon says this latest package, worth $460 million, includes more high-mobility artillery rocket systems, mortar rounds, air surveillance radars, and Javelin anti-armor systems. President Biden promised the Ukrainians that the world stands with them. The U.S. has already provided more than $50 billion worth of equipment. The president's next stop is Poland. Well wishes and fond remembrances are pouring in for former President Jimmy Carter, now that he's in hospice care at his home in Georgia. In Atlanta, people are heading to the Carter Center to reflect on his life of service. Some are driving hours to pay their respects. Carter's niece, Kim Fuller, is noting the legacy of the 39th president at the small Baptist church in the town of Plains, where Mr. Carter taught Sunday school for decades. It's 12.32 as the noon business hour continues. The markets are closed for President's Day. Let's take some time to see where the markets stand and where they may be heading with Hugh Johnson, Chairman and Chief Investment Officer of Hugh Johnson Economics, based in Albany. Hugh, thanks for joining us today. All year long, there's been a a bit of a rally in the financial markets predicated on the idea that the Fed will ease sometime in 2023. Either they will stop the uh, interest rate hikes and hold them for a period of time, or they will cut them before the calendar clicks over to 2024. Did the data that came out last week? Did it knock those assumptions into a cocked hat? Pretty much so. Um, We've got very strong numbers. Obviously, the employment numbers for the month of January were very strong, surprisingly strong. Some of the revisions to the back data also fairly strong. So that was part of it. The other thing, of course, was the important thing last week were the inflation numbers at the top of the list, the consumer price index. And although we had a decline in the year-over-year change in consumer prices. The the month-to-month change, up 0.5% for the headline number and up 0.4% for the core number, those are pretty strong numbers. And if the Federal Reserve wants to get to a 2% year-over-year number, uh, numbers, month-to-month numbers of 0.5 and 0.4% won't get you there. So, Obviously, that tells me that the Federal Reserve, and based on not only what those numbers tell you, but also what some of the governors, Mester, for example, at the top of the list, are telling us that they think that's even proper or appropriate to think about raising their target for the federal funds rate by 50 basis points at their March meeting. So the Fed is a long way from pausing or doing anything more abrupt, such as reducing short-term interest rates. 
You won't see that in 2023. You'll have to wait till 2024 unless we get a hard landing. And in terms of uh, the the numbers, let's say the hierarchy of numbers, the uh, the Fed pays attention to CPI, mm-hmm. PCE, um, the the PPI figures. Where do they stand on on the unemployment rate and the number of jobs generated per month? Obviously, they they would like the soft landing. It seems like the employment market is the cushion for that soft landing. But where do they get skittish? They get skittish when you get numbers like the unemployment rate as low as it is. And the reason for that is because with the tightness in the labor markets has a lot to do with wages. And wages, there's a little bit of upward pressure on wages. It's too high when they're up at 4.4%, even though they've come down some. And they want to see... They want to see the numbers on wages come down because the key to that is that's going to tell us what services inflation is really going to look like. And they really care or really are focused on services inflation. So they would like to see, it's hard for me to say this, they would like to see the labor markets being not so tight as they are right now. There's ease in the labor market. They'd like to see the unemployment rate edge up some, take the pressure off wages And under those conditions, you'll get better, not only overall inflation numbers, but particularly services inflation. And that's really what they're after. So that's a big focus, very important to the Federal Reserve, services inflation, employment conditions. And then very quickly, Hugh, uh, big retailers report this week, Walmart and Home Depot. Uh, How could those fourth quarter reports potentially move markets? Yeah, because there's a lot of focus, as you know, on consumer spending. And the fourth quarter, at the end of the fourth quarter, during we saw November, December numbers, consumer spending slowed. The numbers we saw for retail sales for the month of January took a big increase. So everybody's interested in what consumer spending looks like. So the reports of these retailers is going to tell you a lot more about consumer spending, which is 70% of the economy. Believe me, it's important. Hugh Johnson, Chairman and Chief Investment Officer of Hugh Johnson Economics, based in Albany, New York. Thank you for joining us today. Coming up next, anticipation builds ahead of Warren Buffett's annual letter. It's 60 Minutes of Financial Planning. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Berkshire Hathaway has not revealed the exact day Warren Buffett's annual letter will be released, but it's due to be at the end of the week, along with the company's earnings report. Let's talk about what's expected with Mark Hulbert, investment columnist for the Wall Street Journal, Barron's, and MarketWatch.com, based in Washington. Mark, thank you for joining us today. And uh, let's address uh, an item swirling around the rumor mill, and that is uh, Warren Buffett might be thinking about retirement. Now, now, Mark, if, if he retires, I, I hope he has enough saved up. <laughs> yeah, not to worry about that. And I should say that the speculation about uh, Buffett's retirement has been going on for years. It's sort of a parlor game among his investors in his company. Um, he's 92. It's impressive that actually since the day that uh, the Social Security system assumed he was uh, fully retired at age 65, he, he's been one of the best performers uh, of anyone on Wall Street. He's beat the market between three and four percentage points a year, which puts him in the upper echelon. So he's an inspiration to retirees everywhere. A long time ago, there was a legendary TV programmer named Fred Silverman, who at one time had such a string of hits, they called him the man with the golden gut. And that certainly applies to Warren Buffett in terms of uh, how he picks winners and losers. And as you said, uh, outperforms the market, even when people thought he was washed up. 
Well, that's right. And indeed, several years ago, uh, at the you know right as the the market recovered from the the, the COVID pandemic, the initial lockdown, um, the market was getting way overvalued, and that's not the kind of market that Buffett uh, does well in. And he was he was well behind the market at that point, and people said he was all washed up. He was eighty nine or ninety at that point. But since then, he has come roaring back, and now he, over the last three years, is one of the better performers again. So once again, he has shown the skeptics wrong. But at the same time, he hasn't really uh, jumped on board the uh, market rally uh, so far this year. Is this a case of uh, Warren Buffett having a rare miss, or he just didn't believe the hype? He doesn't believe the hype. If you go back and look at his record, he actually started uh, Berkshire Hathaway managing it in 1965 you'll see that his best performance comes during bear markets on Wall Street because he doesn't lose as much money as the market. He has never done as well when the market is, uh, you know, is captured by investor hype and exuberance. He tends to be a contrarian. He has a famous saying, which you'll see quoted a lot, a lot on Wall Street, where the, you know, our job is to be fearful when others are greedy and greedy when others are fearful. And uh, indeed, the rally so far the last several months, is it, it looks like greed is coming back, and that's entirely in character for Buffett to say, you know, I'm not going to be on board that, but give me time. The next time the market pulls back, you'll see me doing very well indeed. Now, there are two big events in the uh, Berkshire uh, Hathaway year. Uh, we do have the annual letter coming out soon. We don't know when, but potentially probably before the end of the week. And then his uh, shareholder meeting, which takes place in early May, Saturday, May 6th, uh, right before the Kentucky Derby, as a matter of fact. And um, how, how do his, his letter and then his remarks during the shareholder meeting, uh, what, potential, to the, what degree do they move the market? Well, I think the, the potentially the biggest thing that would move the market is if he were to say definitively that he was ready to step down. He's been sort of hinting that, you know, he's not going to be there forever, obviously. And he has already picked his uh, his successor, Greg, Greg Abel. And so that part is not a surprise. But if he were to say, OK, this is it, this is my last annual meeting, I think a lot of knee-jerk investors on Wall Street would sell and I think that might not be a bad idea for shrewd investors to buy, because I think a lot of people would just sell in a knee-jerk way, and uh, the underlying philosophy and strategy of Berkshire Hathaway wouldn't change that much. That I mean, it's it's very funny. That's that if the people would sell just thinking that uh, Warren Buffett knows something, so he's retiring to get out of the market definitively, versus he's retiring because he's ninety-two. That's right. I think people tend to act first and ask questions later, and indeed. In my column this week on the subject, I quote the uh, 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 academic study that found that there is actually an objective algorithm that you can use to pick stocks that would do just as well over the last 50 years as, uh, as Warren Buffett has. So that increases the confidence that even when Warren Buffett is not in the picture, I don't mean this as criticism of it, but uh, that you, there's no reason to expect that the performance should suffer. Yeah, but it doesn't have the same uh, romance, uh, everybody going to Omaha just to pay their respects to a piece of code. <laughs> That's so true. But uh, uh, but I think that would probably be the biggest market-moving event from this annual meeting would be for him to announce that. Now, who knows whether it'll be the case. 
Mark Hulbert, investment columnist for the Wall Street Journal, Barron's and Market Watch, then based in Washington. Thank you for joining us this afternoon. Join us this time tomorrow for Travel Tuesday and still to come, our Monday stock picker. Money Talks as the WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It's Stock Picker Monday and helping us out on this President's Day is Chuck Carlson, CEO of Horizon Investment Services and publisher of the Dow Theory Forecast Newsletter based in Hammond. Chuck, thanks for joining us today and uh, Two of your, uh, your 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 stocks are, are, are I, w- I would call like kind of bread and butter kind of stocks of uh, businesses that people know and can really wrap their heads around. Yes, the uh, the first one is Paychex, which is a uh, payroll processing and human resources firm for primarily small and mid sized businesses. It trades for about one hundred and fifteen dollars a share. The symbol is PAYX. I, I like this stock for a number of reasons. One. Uh, it's a way to play a strong labor market. Obviously, if you've got uh, a lot of employment, you've got a lot of payroll checks rolling through the system, and that's a plus for paychecks. The other thing that's helpful is that in an interest rate environment that's rising, paychecks holds a lot of cash for their clients that it releases to pay various taxes, such as employment taxes, et cetera. And Paychex earns the interest on those cash that's held until it's released. So rising short-term interest rates are a plus for the company as they generate higher uh, net interest income on those funds. You get a dividend yield of about 2.8%. The stock is also pulled back about 20% from its 52-week high, so you can buy that at a better value today. So that's Paychex. P-A-Y-X is a symbol, trades for $115 a share. And your next one is a big name in travel. It is. It's Marriott, uh, symbol M-A-R. Stock trades for about $172 a share. You know, Marriott's an interesting stock in, in, in that it's, it, it's a play in travel, and that is an area that has been coming back strongly, and I think there's legs there. People want to spend on on, on vacations and travel, and Marriott's going to be a beneficiary of that. They also have a nice, what they call an asset-like business model. Marriott doesn't really own uh, its physical properties. Rather, it generates its income from, uh, you know, franchise agreements or management agreements. So it's not, you know, dependent on the vagaries of of the real estate market, for example. So there's less financial risk there. Dividend yield of about 1%. Strong quarter. This last quarter was very strong, and they've seen momentum continue into this year. Rising earnings estimates, which is something you're not seeing in a lot of companies. So, uh, you know, Marriott is an attractive play for people who want exposure to travel. Uh, Again, MAR is the symbol. Stock trades are about $172 a share, and neither myself and or our clients do on some of these stocks. Chuck Carlson, CEO of Horizon Investment Services in Hammond, Indiana. Thanks for joining us on this Stock Picker Monday. His selections for this week, Paychex, P-A-Y-X, and Marriott, M-A-R. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.